what a surprise uh, Stu is not uh, Stu's not here yet. I mean, can the guy show up? He's had two days off for the Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, engineering, I can't hear um, anything in my uh, earpiece coming from Washington. We're in Washington. Ted Cruz is here. We're going to have him join us here in just a few minutes. We have uh, quite a show lined up for you because what a day it is. First, let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor here for the Blaze. Uh, it is Rough Greens. This is something. Do we happen to have the video of me feeding my dog the other day? The Uno has always hated to eat. Literally, we've had to hand feed this darn dog since he was three years old. And uh, you have to stand there, and if you move, he stops eating. We have to now, I think, put him on a diet because he's been eating so much. I started putting in um, uh, Rough Greens. Now, this is not a dog food. This is a supplement, and it is um, it's really amazing. It's VitaSmart Rough Greens. Uh, it has all of the all of the live stuff that you know. If you're feeding your dog kibbles, they bake out. They need all of those things. They, for some reason or another, I think you know it smells like crap to me. But I'm not eating it. He loves it, uh, and it really makes your dog healthy. So try it out. Roughgreens.com/slash/back. Roughgreens.com. What an appropriate response to Rush Limbaugh's horrible announcement yesterday. To salute him, I think the Democrats just kicked off Operation Chaos on themselves in Iowa. We're going to talk about Rush. We're going to talk about Iowa. We're going to talk about the State of the Union and impeachment. There's a little going on in America right now, and we're joined by Ted Cruz, live from Washington in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, there's really a couple of kinds of uh, real estate agents out there, the kind who treat it almost like a hobby, you know, it's uh, the, you know, the side thing or, yeah, well, I'm also a hairdresser or I love this one. Uh, my cousin just got into real estate. It would you, I mean, you should list your house with it. No, not going li- to. I want somebody who's busting their butt because they really care and they're really good at it and they have the track record. So what kind do you want your your nephew to be selling your house or you want somebody who is selling your house who has the best record? The best record kind of real estate agent you'll find at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service. Um, it really, we're making a difference in the way America buys and sells houses because our agents are people that care, have the track record. They're the best in your area. In fact, if we don't have somebody who we have thoroughly checked out in your area, we won't recommend somebody. If you're buying or selling a house... Make sure they're the ones that are going to work the hardest to give you the best bang for your buck. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We welcome to the program Senator Ted Cruz. How are you, Senator? Glenn, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I, I was watching... Uh, I was watching last night, and I remembered being at the caucus for you in Iowa, and what a bizarre system that is. 
Last night, uh, I think the Democrats showed us that, oh, they're on top of the uh, securing the election results. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, it, it is an absolute mess. It is it is chaos. And, you know, I got to say, I really feel for for all of the thousands of volunteers. You know, you've got candidates who've spent a year or more crisscrossing yeah. the state. And, and as you know, you've got volunteers. We had people come from Texas, from all over the country in 2016, basically move to Iowa, stay in dormitories, and go out in, in blizzards, knocking on doors, making phone calls. They poured their hearts into it. And, and it's not too much to have at the end of the night an election <laughs> result. No, and, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a nice benefit. I, I cannot imagine the frustration, the anger they're feeling. So, Ted, what is your, I mean, the... Let me give you some of the uh, the headlines. Uh, Republicans gloat over Iowa caucus meltdown. You're actually this is from CBS News. You're you're mentioned there. Are you gloating? A little bit. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I don't uh, well, think there's okay, any... so it's interesting they say that. I've said a total of one thing today on that, which is I sent a tweet as I was driving in this morning, mm-hmm. and my tweet pointed out that that Dems today can't even stand at a gymnasium and count who's standing under which sign. Right. These are the people they want to put in charge of our health care and right. everything else in our I lives. Know. No, thank no, you. No, thank like, you. Like, these guys, it, it ain't that complicated. Right. You know, student council, okay, everyone for Joey, everyone for Susie, raise your hand, we're done. <laughs> and these guys can't right. do that, but don't worry, we'll keep you alive, right. we'll keep your mom alive, right. we'll decide everything in your yeah, life. Yeah, no, we're, we're smarter than you. That the age of the socialist put... These geniuses in right. charge of everything that matters to you. So um, the other Washington Post said conservatives spread false claims on Twitter about electoral fraud as Iowans prepare to caucus. You know, at this point, I, we don't have any evidence of fraud. And yeah. I had an old boss of mine who used to say, never explain anything with malice that could be explained with incompetence. Yes. I think these guys just screwed up. It's actually one of the reasons you and I are both really skeptical of big government. Right. Because it screws everything up. So let's have it do what it needs to do. But other than that, leave everything to the people. And and it's, uh, you know, I'm sure there were a bunch of smart people who had a great plan and they had an app. I think it's called Shadow. So yeah. now, now, Shadow, now, if that doesn't give you confidence. So now apparently these are the Peter Pan Democrats because they can't find their shadow. <laughs> right. Okay, so let, me, so let me go into just I, – because I, I think it's incompetence. I don't think there's anything going on. But if on the I, other hand, it may be the secretive um, Joe Biden Illuminati yeah. uh, working to snuff out the the Bernie revolution. Right, it, that, that's entirely yeah. possible too. Yeah, right. Um, if, and I if I were, had blue hair and dreadlocks and and things pierced all over my face, right. I would believe. That. I would believe that too, um, especially after the um, uh, the paper, the leading paper. They always come out in Iowa, Des Moines Register, and they come out and they say. Uh, you know, right the day before, here's the here's here are the poll numbers. Well, we now know that uh, the poll numbers uh, that were spiked uh, were this, and this has now been confirmed: Bernie Sanders twenty two, Elizabeth Warren eighteen, Put, uh, Pete Buttigieg at sixteen, Joe Biden at thirteen. Wow! So you put that together. With what happened last time, where they really were, you know, 
torching, doing everything they could, it seemed, uh, to take down Bernie Sanders. You're a Bernie Sanders fan. You're even a Elizabeth Warren fan. This does nothing to help you believe in the party. Well, look, there's no doubt that, that the Democratic Party machinery is terrified of Bernie and they're terrified of Warren. Um, and the problem is the base of their party is enthralled with crazy leftist ideas. Mm-hmm. The base of their party is angry. They've got pitchforks. They've got torches in the street. And so we saw four years ago the Democratic Party did everything they could to stop Bernie then. And, and part of it is, look, Democrats are statists. They're authoritarians. They believe in centralized power. So they have things like superdelegates. The Republican side, we right. don't have superdelegates. Right. The Democrats have like had a big chunk of their vote to decide who their presidential nominee is are lifelong career politicians right. who are called superdelegates who get to decide. And they, and they did that after Reagan won. They mm-hmm. saw that Re- the Reagan revolution changed the, the Republican Party, and they said, we don't want that to happen to us. Inevitably, statists and authoritarians don't trust the people. So right. the rhetoric is always the people. Right. We care about the people, so put me in charge of the people. That's their right, message. Right, right, You know, someone actually believes in the people said, all right, how about let's leave the people in charge of themselves and get government – you know, Jefferson referred to the Constitution as chains to bind the mischief of government. The modern Democratic Party, they, do, they don't believe there's any mischief to be bound. Right. And it all comes down to they have incredible faith in their own ability. They're smarter than you are. They know better than you do. And, and it's a combination of elitism and condescension and willingness to employ brute force. If you don't disagree with them... They will use the coercive power of the state to make you agree with them. Right. Um, so let's switch gears here. For, first of all, um, any indication on when they're going to have a so count? No, no clue. They keep saying, last night they were like, no, we're just verifying. We're just verifying. It doesn't take you this long to verify. This is worse than than Florida. I, I, I have no idea. So, so you know, I will say, as you know, I've sort of entered your world a little bit in the last yeah, couple yeah. of weeks because we, we've, we've launched a podcast, yeah. uh, Verdict with Ted Cruz. It went yeah. from zero, non-existent, yeah, number one. To, it skyrocketed to number one, number yeah. one in the country. Yeah, um, we were we were, we were going to film a podcast last night. We were sitting there to film a podcast. Michael Knowles, who I think is coming in shortly yeah, afterwards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael and I were there in the studio, and the whole plan is when the Iowa results come in, we'll go on and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there. And waiting. And we're sitting there. And we're sitting there. I think we sat there three hours, and we finally said, well, I don't think we're getting results. Right. Now, the nice thing about a podcast, you don't have a hard time. It's right. not like I go on at 9, and it's right. like, all right, if we don't have Iowa results, I'll tell you what, let's wait and do it tomorrow. Let's right. actually know what the results are. I went to yeah. bed figuring I'd know when I woke up. Me too. I, who the heck knows? Yeah. All right. Um, let, let's switch to um, impeachment. First of all, were you mocking that? Please say yes. Were you mocking Nancy Pelosi's hand clap? Uh, you know, there on the Senate floor. Of course. Okay, good. I just, sorry. <laughs> I, although I did have folks who were wondering if I was paying up on, on losing a bet 
for the Nationals Astros because the Nationals did the whole baby shark <laughs> thing. Right, so, okay. so it could have been that. Could have been that. Could have been that. Uh, yeah, so right. what happened? I was talking to to Mitch McConnell, and we we're talking to a couple of other senators who were there, and we we're talking about State of the Union. Uh, and it wasn't clear when the vote in impeachment was going to be, and and if it ended up being after the State of the Union, which is yeah. which it is, it's going to be tomorrow. Um, there was some discussion about the possibility that Trump might cancel the event, cancel the State of the Union, say, I'll, I'll wait until after you vote on that. And that right. was being discussed a little bit. And we were saying, well, what if Pelosi won't invite him back? What if she says, OK, you canceled it, you don't get a State of the Union? So we were talking about, well, we'll just invite him to the Senate. We can do the State of the Union right, to the Senate. Right. And then I was looking around because there's not the Senate floor is pretty small. Yeah. And so I said, well, where would we put the House members? I guess we could put them up in the gallery. And Mitch said, yeah, we could stick Nancy back behind the TV cameras. That'd drive her crazy. <laughs> and, and, and that's the point where I said, now, no, Mitch, you got to give her some respect. You know, she did invent a yeah. little clap. <laughs> and, and so we, we were laughing at that. Right. But that, that was the context of the conversation. Yeah. Um, so this is the worst political strategy on her part I've ever seen. Um, the Democrats, does, does this taint Trump at all, free Trump from this? Are they going to continue to do this, you know, in his second term? What, what do you, what, what so, are the results of the, what, what, what is the meaning of all of this? So, look, I agree with you. It was a, a serious blunder. Um, I think Pelosi knows that. She didn't want to go down the road of impeachment. Less than a year ago, both Pelosi and Jerry Nadler both said, you can't have a partisan impeachment. It tears the country apart. It divides us. I think they didn't want to do this. Uh The reality they're facing is their base is angry. The hard left base, they're motivated by rage. Hatred of Donald Trump is their all-consuming vision and passion. Right, right. And I think the Democrats had no choice. Pelosi felt she was basically a hostage of her angry base. So they went down this road. I, I got to say where we are politically, I think the chances of Donald Trump being reelected have risen dramatically. Oh, I think so, too. And, 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 it, and it's very much the same as, as uh, look, when, when Republicans impeached Bill Clinton. That was a mistake. Republicans uh-huh. overreached. And that, that got Bill Clinton reelected. Uh-huh. It was an enormous political benefit to Bill Clinton. To, for, for the Republicans to overreach and try to impeach him. The American people said, enough already. Focus on what matters to us. Focus yeah. on jobs. Focus on, on, on our future, our family. Right. I think that contrast is playing out beautifully. And, and so, so my advice to the president for tonight for State of the Union is the same thing, is be positive and optimistic and lay a out lot the future. People... And, and just don't even talk about the impeachment. Just right. look forward Here's what we've accomplished, and here's where we're going. I don't know if if the president, first-year Donald Trump, could have done that. But he's changed. He has become disciplined. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of worry from Republicans that I've heard that are saying, dear God, please don't say anything. But I think he's so close to the finish line, and he knows the gravity of this. I I hope so. I've given him that that advice directly. I know a lot of people have. You know, I will say, last week during impeachment, it was interesting. I was at the White House twice last week with the president. Uh, The first time was for the announcement of his effort to to achieve peace in the Middle East. And Mm -hmm. it was an announcement with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It was a fabulous event. Great. The next day, I was back there because he was signing the USMCA, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement. Mm -hmm. And the contrast of those two were really striking, where he's working on substance, he's working on policies that make a difference in the economy, make a difference in jobs for farmers, for ranchers, for manufacturers. He's working on 
issues that matter, like mm-hmm. world peace. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats, they're, they're, they're just a mob wanting to attack the president. I think that contrast, frankly, Bill Clinton drew that same contrast. Yep. He did the exactly same. Right. He focused on. Exactly right. Remember MoveOn.org? Yep. Rose up during that. And the whole message of MoveOn.org was move, move on. on. Like, like I know. And ironically, MoveOn.org is actively supporting impeachment now and is raising money for it. And, and, and it's kind of like, uh, did you, Do you guys? remember the name? Do you remember like, where you read came from? the name of yeah. your group? Maybe start a different group. Like, if you're going <laughs> right. to do that. Stayhere.com. Stay right here. Dwell on this.com. All right. Hang on just a second. We're with uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz in Washington, D.C. at the Blaze Studios. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Relief Factor. Sandra was really having a hard time sleeping with pain. Um, throughout the night, she would wake up in pain. And the problem was the inflammation in her joints, the aching feeling that you get through your body when you have the flu, God forbid. Um, she was having this all the time. There was night after night. There was no hope for change. She was skeptical when she heard me talk about Relief Factor. But she, like me and millions of others, had little to lose, lot to gain. If it worked, she started taking it. She said she took it for only a few days, and her pain began to melt away. Now she is sleeping through the night. What Relief Factor does is reduce inflammation. That's the major source for pain. It's nineteen ninety-five right now for a three-week quick start. If it doesn't work within three weeks, stop taking it. You're not. It's not going to work for you. It works for seventy percent of the people, and it is a small risk for a potential of getting your life back, living a life without pain or less pain. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, That was the wrong spot. Flowers. So... We're with Ted Cruz, uh, and uh, we are in uh, Washington, D.C. You told me last time you were on, you said, uh, I think we're going to, I think we want, I think I'm going to vote for witnesses. What changed your mind? Um, So what I have been saying from the beginning is that if we go down the road of witnesses, that we needed to respect the principle of reciprocity. In other words, we couldn't do what the House did, have a right, one-sided right, right. show trial where only prosecution witnesses are allowed and you block every defense witness, right. which is what the House Democrats Correct. did. And so what I early on was was urging my colleagues to do is if we go down the road to witnesses, and I initially just kind of kept my mind open on whether we would mm-hmm. have them or not, but I said if we go down the road, we need to do it even-handedly. We need to be fair. We need to respect mm-hmm. due process. That means if the prosecution gets a witness – the defense gets a witness. That right. means if they get John Bolton, then the president gets to call Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that principle was right. I think it was valuable. But I think it also ended up playing a big part in the final decision not to go down the road of additional witnesses. And and that that ended up being an important vote. I spent a lot of time within the conference trying to get us to 51 votes to say enough is enough. The American people are tired of this. There were 18 witnesses who testified the House proceeding. Mm-hmm. We heard hour after hour of witness testimony of documents, the most important documents in the entire impeachment proceeding, which is the transcript of the call that's at issue here, the president declassified and released. And mm-hmm. so we had a ton of evidence before us. And on all the evidence, the president hadn't committed an impeachable crime. He hadn't met 
the, the House managers didn't meet the constitutional standard right. of high crimes or misdemeanors. And so I, at the end of the day, agreed that we didn't need additional witnesses because they hadn't proven their case. But I think laying out reciprocity, making clear that this this will will go both ways. I got to tell you, one of the consequences of that, I think there were a whole bunch of Democrats who were terrified mm-hmm. of going down the road of witnesses. They mm-hmm. all voted for it. But I think that it was one of those instances in the Senate where they voted yes and were hoping the answer was no. Correct. Because if we'd gone down the road of witnesses, if we'd been hearing testimony from Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, I, I think it would have been very – Democrats are terrified of the evidence of corruption. And, Glenn, let, let, let me commend you. You were one of the very first to dig in to the substance of Burisma and the evidence of corruption mm-hmm. and lay it out. Everyone else caught up to you, but you, but as as is often the case, you, you, you were ahead of the pack by, by a good Thanks. chunk. I will tell you that I have a special coming up on Thursday that um, I will share with you off the air, uh, the evidence that we have. It's, um, it's beyond... Uh, it's beyond anything that we found. We found links through, um, you know, money laundering. We found the money laundering leaks. And uh, there was something else going on that Congress needs to be aware of. Uh, and I'll share that okay, with you. Good. I look forward get off to the air. Um, will there be a investigation on on how this thing happened the, i mean the whistleblower shift any of that will anybody pay so i i hope so a c- couple of nights ago I, I i had on my podcast verdict with ted cruz uh lindsey graham and so mm-hmm. invited him to and actually lindsey and i had a lot of fun on the podcast it, mm-hmm. was, it was very funny though we we film in a, in a basement studio here in dc mm-hmm. And Lindsay was cracking jokes, going, all right, if no one sees me again, I'm in an underground basement <laughs> in Washington. And, and look, it's pretty low budget. So we got these giant microphones. We had shag carpet. Mm. And he's, like, looking around going, wait, if you guys are number one, who the heck is number two? Some guy <laughs> in a van by the park? Like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, I say all of that to say in answer to your question, Lindsay said on the show that he wanted to see investigations into Hunter Biden, right. into Burisma, and he wanted to see it on foreign relations. Jim Risch chairs foreign relations. Lindsey chairs judiciary. It's got to be one good. of the yeah, committee yeah, chairmen that goes down the road. Yeah. I'm on both committees. So, so my answer to that is yes. Good. We should investigate because the law should apply fairly to everyone regardless of party. And people are frustrated. How come people could commit corruption during the prior administration and get off scot-free? That's not right. There needs to be accountability. Thank you so much. Senator Ted Cruz will be watching you tonight at the State of the Union and listening to your new podcast. You can get it wherever uh, podcasts are found. Number one now on Apple Podcasts. All right. Back in just a second. A lot more to cover. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Did you know that in ancient Persia, roses were actually weapons? Soldiers would cut thousands of them, and they would make them into little darts, dip them in poison, and then use uh, like a little a type of catapult to launch them over the uh, enemy walls. It wasn't really efficient, uh, but most people don't know that, and mainly because none of that is true at all. But now that I have you thinking of roses... Valentine's Day is around, and uh, they are deadly darts. If you don't bring them home on Valentine's Day, deadly poisonous darts to the heart for you. 
800 flowers, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, if you order early, early, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99, or you can double it to the 36-stem bouquet for $20 more. This expires tomorrow. Prices are already going up, so get this today. 1-800-Flowers, picked at the peak, shipped overnight. 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK and save. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. Great appearance. Thank you. Yep. All right, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're uh, in our studios in Washington, D.C. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rush Limbaugh um, announcement yesterday, which was, uh, I just, uh, well, I'll talk about it later. Um, our prayers are with Rush uh, and his uh, and his family. Um, horrible news yesterday. All right. We have Steve Dace, who is now in Iowa, uh, and he is there to tell us what the hell is going on. Steve, Iowa is making the counting process in Florida look absolutely professional. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Glenn, is this is central planning. It, it's. It's only fitting that Bernie Sanders likely won the caucuses because you're you're watching his worldview um, play out in real time. I, I mean, this is the DMV. This is this is an election brought to you by Iran is the lost city of gold. Net neutrality and tax cuts will kill us. Rape hoaxes, collusion hoaxes. Michael Evanetti for president. I mean, I, that's what you're watching. And the same people that want to ruin everything else in the culture are ruining the Iowa caucuses in real time as we speak. So this is something that they said that they had, they were working on. They said, we've got all kinds of backup. There's not going to be a problem. Uh, This app works wonderfully. Um, First of all, do you believe that any of the crazy conspiracies that are going around mainly, I think, from Bernie people. Um, because if I were a Bernie person and they treated him like they did last time and now he's winning and you're taking that away, you lost the poll. Uh, that that just mysteriously was not fit to print the day before and he was number one in that poll. Do you believe any of the conspiracies? Or is it just flat-out incompetence? uh, I believe the Des Moines Register polling conspiracy, but I think that had more to do with Pete Buttigieg than Bernie Sanders. And with the the caucuses, I think, you know, pardon me, Glenn, they had an Obamacare website ready to go to. And and I just think this is what (laughs) central planning does. This is what it does. And what happened four years ago is they actively screwed Bernie over. And so in order to alleviate that, they came up with a three-tiered bureaucracy, and then they attached an app to it. And so this is 
a typical leftist solution. When people don't like an existing bureaucracy, create even more that they'll hate all the more. And that's exactly what's going on here. And and I think that's the part people need to understand. For 50 years, we had these caucuses. And we had one issue with Rick Santorum eight years ago when one rural county didn't count properly in a razor-thin election, and it went from plus 8 to plus 12 on the certification process. That was the only issue we had in 50 years. They have turned this thing in uh, to a cluster of epic proportions because this is what Medicare for all looks like. This is what your Uh education – this is like a John Stossel documentary on the public education system. This is waiting for Superman playing out with a caucus. This is everything leftists do, every solution that they have is what is going on here in Iowa. Now, they say that this this new – uh, this new app, which I happen to have. In fact, Sarah, if I could open up this app, they say it's you know very, very, very high tech, and uh, it's, I'm just opening it up. Just a sec. Uh... <laughs> Hang on, it's just just have to. All right, now I'm. Now I'm fully connected, uh, and so I can see what's going on. I mean, what are they doing? And and why, if they said they had three different things, one, very high tech, and they blamed it on slow internet speeds. Uh-huh. Um, so they have that, but they said, we have the paperwork, we have photos of all the paperwork, so we had a three-fold system. You obviously didn't. Because it doesn't take that long to look at photographs or to count numbers on a page. So, no, are you right. going to be able to trust? Are you going to be able to trust these numbers at all? Because they're clearly not telling you the truth of how bad it is. I think it's obvious that they're not that part. They're not telling you the truth. And last time I heard that sound is is when I met my wife because we met on an AOL chat room twenty five oh years gosh. ago. Okay. And so uh, the whole thing is ridiculous, and I think what you're learning is that the counting process doesn't have full confidence and accountability, that they didn't do these counts uh, properly, because here's the the, the process is with the the herding process. When when your candidate's not viable and you've got to move from one candidate to another, and all of that politicking is going on right there in real time, I'm sure a lot of your listeners – saw this on cable news last night at caucus sites where, you know, Andrew Yang's not viable or at a lot of caucus sites, Joe Biden wasn't viable last night. And so where are his supporters going to go? And so trying to figure that out through the process of three counts, it's pretty obvious they're not sure about their own count because if they were, we'd have had these results by now. Now we have California saying that they have a new app too. And they're going to be voting uh, for the first time on an app. Uh, you think that's going to change between now and the California primary? I, I you know, it, it's funny how we we think that, um, and, and this is kind of the progressive mindset, isn't it, Glenn? That anything old is bad. Anything old. Yes. And hey, you know, yes. we, we don't keep doing things because that's the way we've always done them, right? That's the that's the worst excuse to continue. But maybe the reason why 
your great-grandmother passed her chocolate chip cookie recipe down to your grandmother, and her gran- your grandmother passed it down to your mom, and she's passing it down to you now, is because it's the best damn chocolate chip cookie recipe anybody's found. That's why it survived this long. Right. And, and, and right. I don't, not everything's got to be retconned and refinished and modernized and contemporized. You know, it, it's just as simple as count heads, write the number down, and turn it in. How hard is that? How do the people in Iowa feel today? Those people who worked their butts off, who who canvassed neighborhoods, who have, you know, dragged people out to make sure that they were at caucus, their vote really almost doesn't matter now because Iowa is the first. It sets the tone for the rest. And if I were a voter, I would be so angry that my vote, I've been disenfranchised. Even if they count it later, it doesn't, it, that's not what I went for. We went to set the table and to start this thing. And now my voice hasn't been heard. I think you've got two choices in how to react to this. One is um, you don't want to admit the entire fallacy of your statist worldview. And so you'll, you'll go to conspiracy Um, because you don't want to admit that central planning on this level, bureaucracy on this level, simply can't be trusted and doesn't work. That the same fallibilities in human nature that that beguiles all of us doesn't go away when we put on a government uniform or we belong to a central structure. We bring those same uh, imperfections into the process with us. And so you have a choice. You can either admit that you have been a victim of your own worldview, that what you want to do to health care, what you already did to education and energy, the reason why you wrecked those industries is because it's the, it, it, you don't need smarter people. Your worldview is bad. You can now admit this to yourself now that you're a first-person victim of this, or because you don't want to admit this to yourself, you just say the, these particular people implementing it are bad, and you go down the road of a conspiracy. I think that's the choice Iowa Democrats have today. Steve, would you say it's fair, just judging by the way these candidates are reacting uh, to the potential results that are on the way, uh, that Buttigieg seemingly did pretty well and Biden did not do well? I think if you, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, this morning put out what his canvassers had internally on about 40 percent uh, or almost half of the precincts. And it lines up a lot with what the, the, the leak of results of the Des Moines Register poll that were never officially Mm -hmm. unveiled have to say and it goes with the Mm -hmm. trend lines too that i tweeted out in the middle of the night last night just following a lot of democrats across the state reporting from their caucus sites on twitter pardon me that it looked pretty close between sanders Buttigieg, and warren and it looked like klobuchar could topple biden for fourth place so i I think what you see out of this process is joe biden is a mortally wounded candidate and you're already you're already seeing polls in south carolina close this whole thing about the black vote is largely overblown because I think what people don't understand, because a lot of Republicans get their view of the Democratic Party from the media and Twitter. And the reality is uh, black folks aren't watching CNN and MSNBC. They don't watch that stuff. Rich, white, affluent people do. And so they're, they're going to pay attention to the race once it gets to them. And you're going to see the candidates that have the momentum are going to close the gap, similar to how South Carolina was going to be Hillary Clinton's black firewall. In, in 2008, and that's the place where Barack Obama essentially won the nomination after winning Iowa. 
So I, I think that you, you're, you're seeing Joe Biden is a mortally wounded candidate in this race. So um, Sanders, it, I mean, it was either Sanders or Buttigieg um, that won last night, I think, just by based on everything that we do know. Um, Sanders has been, and Buttigieg, I mean, Buttigieg hasn't been robbed as much as Sanders has um, mm-hmm. because <laughs> Sanders could have used the momentum. If Buttigieg even coming in second um, really helps him a great deal. Uh, Sanders not getting that push um, and seeing a, a a dominant win hurts him. Do you agree? I kind of disagree. I think this fits into his whole M.O. System can't be trusted. That's why we need radical solutions. We need revolution. Even the people that you have voted for all these years against those rascally Republicans, they'll try to screw you, too. I think it plays right into his M.O. I, I think Buttigieg is the candidate that got screwed more than anybody else. I think that's why you saw him go out there and declare victory last night openly, trying to capture some kind of momentum, because he lost a chance to kind of be the shiny object and the new hotness. And I think what the, what the National Democratic Party is, got, is, is wrestling with right now is if, if it, it's really a Bloomberg-Bernie Sanders choice for them, which is do they think Michael Bloomberg is somebody that can win enough of their base over to stop Bernie Sanders. And if not, then time to get your, your seat in before the music stops playing, uh, you know, which is the Soviet national anthem, but you've been playing it for years anyway. Thank you very much from uh, Iowa. Uh, and uh, I can't imagine being a voter in Iowa today. Well, by the way, do you want to just touch base real quick, Steve, on the numbers of Donald Trump? Tremendous turnout for Donald Trump last night in Iowa. Yeah, I think they said it was a record for an incumbent president ever. And I think that's another story, too, on the Democratic side, guys, is their record turnout never materialized. I mean, they had about 2016-level turnout, not the the 2008 record turnout that they thought they were going to get. And that's with a whole bunch of candidates that were all viable at the same time. That that does not bode well for them in a lot of these Rust Belt states going forward in the fall. And it shows – I mean, I have to tell you, for for a – a caucus for Donald Trump, an incumbent. I'm not leaving my house. I'm not leaving my right. house. Right. I mean, right. why would you do victory. it? I mean, for them to have a record turnout is remarkable. Remarkable. Um, okay, Steve, thank you so much. You Take bet. a uh, quick break. Back in a minute. It's hard to believe, but there was a time when explorers coming to this continent thought they were going to find the fountain of youth. Of course, even more bizarre is that they thought they were going is going to be in Florida. It doesn't feel like it would be in Florida uh, if they found it. The fountain. There are all those old people from New York that are there. Why would you think that? It's it, oh, why they're moving there. Right. Uh, the fountain of youth may not exist, but uh, Chamonix seems to have found the next best thing, including uh, their GenuCell RH. GenuCell RH delivers next generation retinol anti aging effects with zero redness or irritation. Chamonix is leading the industry once again with GenuCell RH because it's taken all those aging signs. And it's giving them the boot. Maybe it's kicking them down to Florida. If uh, if you want to go right now, a limited time, it's free when you order Genu- GenuCell jawline treatment. And for results in 12 hours, you also get the GenuCell immediate effects free with your order. 
Make this year the year you say goodbye to those pesky signs of aging for good with GenuCell RH. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order the jawline treatment now and you get the GenuCell RH and GenuCell immediate effects absolutely free. Call or go online now. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Welcome to the uh, program, the Glenn Beck program. We're live from uh, Washington, D.C. Stu is uh, joining me here in the Capitol. We hope to be we hope to be back in Dallas tomorrow, but there is an ice storm on the way in Dallas. Ah, Yay! Perfect. That so, sounds great. But got to be back for the special, which happens on Thursday. I'm going to be in the State of the Union tonight. I'm going to be there in the chamber, which I never thought I would want to do. But I did it last year, and the perspective you gain from watching the senators and the and the House is remarkable. I think there should be a camera on those people all the time. Oh, I definitely want you there because I remember all your observations from last year. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, because you see all the stuff they're crazy. not showing you. Yeah, and you see yeah, how yeah. how are how are people reacting? And yeah. and you know, and the people they're not going to show Elon Omar's reactions to, to a lot of things yeah. because uh, they. Probably don't want people to see it. Oh, yeah. But but you can see it. Yeah, I can see it, and I can <laughs> report it uh, back to you. So I'm going to be doing that tonight. We're going to have our live broadcast. Uh, I open it at 7.30 tonight. If you're a member of Blaze TV, you'll be able to see it. Um, but we have our live broadcast tonight. starts at 7.30. I think we throw it over to you and uh, Eric Bowling at 8. Um, that goes for a while. Then, immediately following the speech... Bill O'Reilly is giving a live uh, reaction, and that gives me time to get out of the uh, the House chambers and down to a camera where I will tell you my inside-the-room feel and take. That all happens tonight. If you're not a member, join us. There's a special going on all this week, 20% off right now. Use the promo code GB20OFF, GB20OFF, at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Do it now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Valentine's tip number one. Not all rose bouquets are created equal. So if you're looking for roses that are guaranteed to impress, head to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers has the biggest and brightest roses for prices you really won't believe. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99 or double it to the 36-stem Enchanted Roses for $20 more. It's an unbelievable offer only from 1-800-Flowers.com. The 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99 or again, double the roses for $20 more. Roses from 
1-800-Flowers. They are picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Bouquet prices will be going up soon, so take advantage today. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's, trust the Rose Authority. 1-800-Flowers.com. To order the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99 or double the roses for $20 more, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code back. Order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com. Code back. That beer comes from Mexico, you know. <laughs> that beer is coming from Mexico. You drink it, you die. That's what I heard. That's uh, I saw that. I saw that in an ad from Budweiser. <laughs> Stay off that beer. Stay away from that. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much, Hillary. I appreciate it. All right, we have Michael Knowles in uh, studio in Washington uh, D.C., and uh, we're going to talk about. We're going to try to find something to talk about. I hear there's something going on. Uh, All right, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor. FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. Uh, This is why you really need home title lock. Nobody is watching this stuff. You know, well, I got got mortgage insurance. No, that's for when you're buying the house. Once you have it, nobody's watching that. This is an epidemic in New York, another reason why I don't live in New York anymore. You can get evicted from your own house. You can lose all the equity. You lose your house. They steal it. It's bizarre, but that's the world we live in today. They're still counting votes in Iowa. That's how bizarre of a world we're living in now. Get your home title lock now. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Michael Knowles is with us now. He's with the Daily Wire. He's uh, the Michael Knowles podcast. He's the host with uh, with Ted Cruz, number one podcast in the country. He joins us. And a personal note about Rush Limbaugh. I start there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Our sponsor is Shave Secret. Shave Secret is just, I mean, it's so simple. It is so cheap. Oh, look, here's the thing. You've been marketed to your whole life. Oh, this shaving gel is fantastic. It's cool. It's creamy. It's wonderful. It expands in your hands. Buy it now and then buy some more and then buy some more and buy some more. Here's the, here's the real thing. This is Shave Secret. Here's the secret. You don't need any of that crap. You need about three drops of Shave Secret. It is a, it's a proprietary blend of essential oils. I love essential oils, and I shave with crystals. Anyway, you take three drops of this stuff and put it in a wet hand. You smooth it into your beard and, or on your legs. Hey, who's to judge? You shave anything you want, sweetheart. Uh, and, uh, and, you've, and your razor just glides through. It's unlike any shave you've had. It's Shave Secret. It's not a new idea. It's uh, what everybody was using, you know, before we discovered marketing. Shave Secret. It's inexpensive. It's on the shelf of your favorite grocery store. Uh, you'll find it at H-E-B or um, uh, what, what's the one up here? Wegmans. 
Also, it's at Walmart, uh, and you can get it at Amazon.com. Or if you go to ShaveSecret.com and use the promo code BECK, you're going to get a 10% discount. Try it. It's well worth it. It's ShaveSecret.com. ShaveSecret.com. first president I voted for was Ronald Reagan, and I couldn't vote for him in 1980. I wasn't old enough. In 1984, I was proud to be, I think, uh, well, I think there were only four people that ended up voting for Mondale, Um, but I was proud to vote for Ronald Reagan. But I was still learning an awful lot. And back in those days, there was there were no teachers of what I now know. There was there there was no um, balance to the news, even though we had the fairness doctrine. There was no balance. You, you know, balance then was like CNN and MSNBC. Oh, well, thank you for that. And I heard a guy who was sweeping the country. He was a guy that he was a guy that was just doing a local radio show. And there was a another guy, his partner, that left ABC Radio. And in his contract, he had a bunch of satellite time. He had negotiated one of his contracts that, you know, for every year he gets so many hours of satellite time. Well, back then satellites were wildly expensive. And that's what was required. If you wanted to do a national show and there weren't a lot of national shows and there certainly wasn't anything like Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh had gone into San Francisco and other places and he had been turned down, but he was in Sacramento and this guy happened to hear him and thought this guy, that's a worthy use of my satellite time. This guy could change things. I remember first hearing him with talent on loan from God from behind the golden EIB microphone and thinking this guy is crazy. He doesn't care. He'd say anything. And I learned from him. He was a teacher, not radio. He taught me how to find truth. He taught me to question things. He taught me why things are the way they are. And I think the most important thing he taught me and all of America was you're not alone. It's not just you. There are millions of us. The message I want to send to Rush today is Rush learned that lesson and it's hard because of his life and what he does and how people treat people nowadays. He lives uh, behind golden gates much of the time. And those of us who do this, we lose 
It's a one-way street so many times. And we can forget, and we can feel like we're alone. Rush, there are millions of us who are praying for you today. I remember doing a show and having to go to ABC Radio back in the early 90s. And I was just starting to think about doing a talk radio show, and we had to fill in for a national show. I don't remember which one. And, and Premier Radio Networks is who syndicates Rush and now syndicates me. They said, we have a studio open in New York. And we went into the studio, and there it was, the golden microphone and the giant oil painting of Rush behind me. And they said, yeah, just do it from here. Rush hadn't been in it for probably a year. But it was awesome just to be in that room and a little humbling to be behind the microphone. Just a few weeks ago, I lost my good friend, Don Imus. Don was a childhood hero of mine. He was the, and only people in radio who really study it, which are very few people now, who really know the history of it. He was a Jack Benny or a Bob Hope. He changed radio. He, he made his mark and changed morning and comedy on radio. He's a early pioneer, really, of talk radio. He just wasn't talking about politics. He was a legend. But I think Rush Limbaugh is not only a legend, he's a pioneer. The difference is a pioneer knows they might get killed along the way knows that they might get stuck in the mountains, knows that this is risky. I'm alone, and I'm making this trek over this mountain because I believe there is something on the other side, but there's no real evidence that what you're looking for is actually there. That's Rush Limbaugh. Somebody, I was having dinner last night, and somebody at the table, we were talking about Rush, and somebody at the table said, well, God forbid if the worst happens, who will replace him? And I will tell you this, I thought of that, but in a different way when I heard this news, because what I thought was, this changes radio, this there is so much pressure on these radio stations to stop doing talk radio. And one of the reasons why they continue to do it is not because of Mark Levin or Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity. It's simply because Rush Limbaugh is on that station. Without him, I don't know what happens to the rest of us on talk radio. And I sat there quietly at the table as people were banning around names and I finally said, guys, there, 
there is no replacement for Rush Limbaugh. There is no replacement. And I don't mean this to be humble or I mean this because it's true. And maybe you can only understand this when you get to be my age, but I remember being at the kiddies table. Then I remember being the newly married couple. And there were several couples ahead of us. There were the grandparents and the parents and the aunts and uncles. And as I get older, I realize there are more people down towards the kiddie table and fewer towards the exit, if you will. And you find yourself sitting there as the patriarch of the family at some point, and you're like, wait, wait, how did this happen? When did this happen? And when I heard the news, I went through in my head the people that are still around, the legends, the, the icons, the people who taught me, the people I watched, the people I admired, the people that made this industry and Rush is the king of them all Rush I'm not only praying for you because you're a good guy and I'm grateful for what you've done for me personally not on not for my career but as a person in America that cared. Thank you for being with us. But I'm also praying for you because I don't know what happens to our voices if you go away. Because you're the king or the mayor of Reelsville, as you said yesterday. As mayor, with none of your your bogus ego in it that you express on the air, but the real you should know. If the the patriarch goes away, none of us are qualified to sit in that chair. Michael Knowles joins us in one minute. So there's nothing worse than, you know, spotty Wi-Fi. You're sitting there in your office pretending to work while you're actually watching old episodes of, you know, whatever. And it keeps pausing and you're like, come on. I mean, I don't have all day. I only have eight hours here. That's bad. But what's worse is unsecured Wi-Fi. Even when it's password protected, unsecure Wi-Fi lets cyber criminals watch your activity and steal the financial account information and passwords that you send online. You need powerful layers of protection for your devices and online privacy. What you need is Norton 360. With Norton 360, you're going to get a secure VPN that has bank-grade encryption that will help keep your information, logins, and passwords more secure and more private when you're on Wi-Fi. You also get a password manager. Good God, I hate those passwords. I just... I... I can't think of any more words that I will remember, okay? I can't think of any more. That's why you get the password manager. No. That that will manage it for you. Anyway, you get a password manager that (laughs) easily and securely creates, stores, and manages your password, credit card information, and other credentials. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. 
There's also a PC safe cam feature, which notifies you if cyber criminals try to use your webcam to help block them. No one can prevent all cyber crime, but Norton 360 is the ally that you need, the most powerful one to uh, to give you real cybersecurity. Get up to 50% off your first year with your annual subscription now at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Pause for 10 seconds. Michael Knowles from uh, from his uh, podcast, Michael uh, Michael uh, Knowles podcast. That's with a K. <laughs> I mean, I I just point that out because we learned last week uh, from Don Lemon that all the people that are listening to us don't know how to spell Michael. They don't have that spelling, that geography, Ge- uh, geography, them maps and stuff. <laughs> Uh, how are you? I'm good. Thanks good to so see good you. to be here with you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations on your podcast with Ted Cruz. Thank you. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't uh, get the credit, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that he is uh, he is rightfully getting. But... I think he's got a bigger name than yeah, I do. Yeah, he does. He Although does. I, I now have the distinction of beating my own podcast with a new podcast. Yeah, that's I've great. With Ted Cruz, number one. That's my great. show, a little below number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is... That has been uh, crazy. It has been crazy. Crazy to watch. This came together. You know how things happen in Washington. This came together last minute. I fly out to D.C. for four or five days, and then impeachment goes on and on and on. Adam Schiff never stops talking. So the senator and I pretty much haven't slept in about uh, two and a half weeks now. Right, right, right. But it's been a roller coaster, and now now it looks like it's all over on Wednesday, but anything could happen. Yeah. Now he said he was that you guys were thinking about doing uh, maybe once a week. Yes. And just kind of going over everything. We're having so much fun, and I I think it's never been done before. Which is that we go to this bunker studio yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. in D.C. The senator comes straight from the hill. It's the middle of the night. Somehow Senator Cruz does not need sleep, and then we stay up all night writing this show, filming this show. I sleep, of course, through the entire rest of the yeah, day. Right, and he right. goes back to the hill, does it all again. Right. So what is the thing that you has been the most intriguing about the, you know this impeachment process that you are watching it firsthand coming out of somebody, a witness? What's so intriguing to me is that it's not scripted. I had this vision that impeachment, all the Senate proceedings, there's a script. They plan it out. There's nothing new that happens. And what I learned from Senator Cruz, and we had Senator Graham come through mm-hmm, the other night, mm-hmm. is – there is very little coordination. <laughs> there is very, I mean, there are, someone will say something. Adam Schiff will make a mistake in his argument, and Senator Cruz and Senator Graham will run into the cl- cloakroom, write a new question down. That question will go up. That'll have another senator asking a question. Before you know it, there are three, four, five votes in play on whether or not to drag this out three months or whether to keep that it was, for a week. That was what I heard on the podcast that I thought was really interesting was that it was – Elizabeth Warren that really flipped some Republican votes 
That's right. The wrong way for her. That's right. Elizabeth Warren, particularly when she asks these pointed questions, she she asked Chief Justice John Roberts more or less when he stopped beating his wife. You know, the question was, when did you lose all your credibility? And that really irritated some of those moderate Republican senators Mm -hmm. who realized that this had become a thoroughly partisan process Mm -hmm. and was degraded even by the levels of Washington. So tell me about your your thoughts on Iowa last night. I would like to break a little news on your show, Glenn. Yes, yes. I would like to declare myself the winner of the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> I have exactly as yeah. many official votes as Pete yeah. Buttigieg, yes. so yes. I, I can't wait to go into New Hampshire. You know, I was listening to it last <laughs> night, and they were saying I came home. I was having dinner out, and uh, I, I came back to the uh, to the apartment, and I I go in, and I I um, I'm looking at uh, turn on TV. I turn it on CNN, and uh, I've tur- I turn my back. And they said, and notice, here are all of the candidates, and notice all of the zeros. And I thought, wow, they are, they're actually calling all the candidates zeros. <laughs> sums I, it up. It really, totally. And I was, oh, they, they don't have anything yet. I really thought they were calling them all zeros. I'm like... This is the first time CNN's ever told the truth. <laughs> Total honesty. Right. And, you know, I have to tell you, last year in 2016, last year, last cycle in 2016, I thought they did a much better job of stealing it from Bernie. I think yeah. they're being a little too <laughs> right. transparent about so stealing what do you it from think? Bernie. What do you think? Because I, you know, Ted and I were talking about it about an hour ago, and I don't believe the conspiracy theories. However, if I'm voter, if I'm a voter for Bernie... I think I do. Right. Uh, of course, because they really did pull a lot of strings last time, and they've right. been so dishonest. It's been such an opaque process. And to bungle it on this level has not occurred in modern American history. It really boggles the mind. Now they're also saying that there are inconsistencies in the vote tally. So it's not just a reporting problem, perhaps. There's maybe something else going on. Tell me what do you think um... – what do you think Biden supporters are going to do when you get to Wisconsin if he doesn't win? You're Biden's supporter. I think you're just referring to Hunter, right? Yeah, Everyone yeah, else yeah. has already jumped I don't mean uh, Biden. I mean uh, uh, Bernie. 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 Well, look, right now, who knows about Iowa? We're probably not going to know that now until uh, the next election cycle. But he's way up in New Hampshire. He's gaining in South Carolina, even in the the. Joe mm-hmm. Biden firewall. It just seems as though that support has collapsed. John Kerry is now saying Bernie is going to destroy the party. He's going to run away with it, uh, reportedly on the telephone in New Hampshire. John Kerry reportedly considering running for president again. This guy got clobbered in 2004. That would be like in, in 2012 if Bob Dole decided he was going to run for the nomination again. That's the disarray of the Democratic he Party. He would be just as spry as he was in, <laughs> in 92, I think. All right, uh, back in just a second um, with uh, Michael Knowles. Also, um, coming up uh, at the top of uh, next hour, we have a special guest that I think you're really going to enjoy. Um, Stand by. What? Yes. That's a great rush tribute. It was really it was really nice. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 
So whether you're screaming at your television because the Super Bowl is such a close game or you're screaming at it because you're watching the impeachment hearings and you're hoping they actually hear you, uh, it should be fairly important that your neighbors don't catch a glimpse of, of you doing that. Uh, and what you need is Blinds.com. If you're looking for shade, shutters, drapes, anything for your uh, for your home, Blinds.com has you covered. And now through February 10th, you can save up to 40% on everything at Blinds.com. Plus, you'll get an extra $20 off with the promo code back. Every order gets free samples, free shipping. And let's just say you're not an interior designer, so you have no idea what's going to look the best. Good news is the team at Blinds.com will help cover you every step of the way. It's free for them to look and make recommendations, and I've used them, and they're really, really good. 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not totally satisfied, they'll remake them for you. Go to Blinds.com now through February 10th and save up to 40% off everything, plus get an extra $20 off with the promo code BACK. That's up to 40% off everything, plus an extra 20 bucks off promo code BACK. Go to Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code BACK. Or GB20 off now, right? 20 yep. bucks off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program, and the one and only Michael Knowles is uh, with us, joining us now. I was flying here yesterday, and there was an Asian guy a couple of rows, a uh, couple of uh, rows behind me, wearing a mask on the. And I thought, oh, yeah. I just wanted to say, dude, the masks clearly don't work. <laughs> everybody in China is always wearing a mask, and everybody is always sick and dying from some weird bat or bird flu. <laughs> Stop it with the masks. Um, but it was it was weird because I um, Rush, I think, made this announcement at two forty five yesterday uh, and by two forty eight. It was everywhere. Top trend on Twitter. Everywhere. It was, you know, I've been doing this podcast in the middle of the night with Senator Cruz. So I, if I can get an hour of sleep here or yeah. there, I try to do it. I had just laid down to go to sleep. Five minutes later, my wife wakes me up because the news was that earth-shattering. She had to tell me Rush Limbaugh has made this announcement. And it, it I thought his statement that he made on his radio mm-hmm. show was really beautiful because he got all the hate that you would expect from the usual suspects on the left. Horrible. Not just random accounts, but the blue check marks and the people who have been on CNN Mm -hmm. saying really vile, awful things. And Rush had this amazing line in his statement. He said, you know, I don't proselytize. I don't talk about it much, but but I've got a personal relationship with God, and I'm leaning on that personal relationship now a lot. But I have. it's very important to me. And it, it actually gave me, as a listener, as a longtime Rush admirer, a lot of comfort because I thought, you know, no one here gets out alive. Rush Limbaugh has led a pioneering, unbelievable life. Uh, everyone's rooting for him. Everybody's praying for him. But he has lived really a magnificent life. The people who need our prayers more are probably the ones 
who are cheering on this news on Twitter with the blue check marks who are saying vile, terrible things. They're the ones. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I just, it's Is just. Is that the way you feel when I say something Gandhi-like? <laughs> like that? It's very, oh, just oh, shut stop up. Stop it, Michael. I mean, it really, it's just, because you don't see, when you listen to Rush, right, he talks about talent on loan from God, half his brain tied behind yeah. his back. But he, he said in the statement, he said, when I talk about myself, it's satirical. Yes. Right. He's actually he's the guy who's just delivering the news, telling you the truth. And it's a, it's it, it is there's a reason it was the top trend of news all day yesterday. I mean, he he is the man. And uh, and he is not that guy. Uh, he's not he is, he's not the big ego guy. He's not. He is shockingly, I think, almost unaware of how big he is. You know what I'm talking about? It's hard to not know when the checks come in. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's a difference between checks and uh, and just believing your own uh, own hype. And I think he he yeah. doesn't believe his own hype. And I don't think he he questions any hype or any truth ab- about him. And you know, the other thing is that these people are saying terrible things. Not not one of them has ever listened to the Rush Limbaugh show. Yeah. Not, not one of them has listened to more than the two-minute sound bites right. that some awful left-wing operative sends out. Right. And if they listened, maybe they would learn something. Right, right. So what is your – how old are you? I am 12 years old is what people tell yeah, me. Yeah, I, mean, I am 29, about to turn 30. 29. So what is your relationship with Rush? First, I mean – Rush is – he, I also have a personal relationship with God, so I won't call him that high. Yeah, but yeah. he is definitely a lower deity or something. Yeah. He, he's just the guy that you grow up with as he the is. Guy. He's the guy. He is conservative broadcasting. I mean, I've, I've been a longtime fan of yours since I was a kid as well. And Mark Levin and other yeah, people. Yeah. But Rush was the first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he yeah. was the man who invented the whole industry. Yeah. And so... To, the idea is the guy who saved i'm a radio guy right he's the guy who saved the am radio band right if it if if rush limbaugh just was removed from the scenario there would be no am radio anymore right, right. and so you wonder as somebody who grew up like i, I have not lived in a world <laughs> where rush limbaugh was not dominating mm. the news dominating conservative talk the idea that that could be shaken it it, it it it's impossible to believe what were your thoughts yesterday Stu? I mean, he, you know, Rush Limbaugh is at least partially responsible for me being a conservative. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I, think too, I think I may have wound up that way. My, you know, parents were kind, but they weren't really political. Yeah. I don't know where I would have wound up, but I remember after high school listening to Rush. Um, and, you know, I just remember him having the answer for everything. All these things you'd hear on mainstream media and all of these arguments that you'd hear from the left, which I was barely acquainted with at the time, but every single time one of those would come up and you'd think it's like law and order, you know, when like the first attorney goes, you're like, oh, that guy definitely murdered him. And then the defense person goes, there's no waiver. He's all set up. You have that you go back and forth depending on what argument you're hearing. That's how you are in your formative years. And, you know, it wasn't like that with Rush because they never had answers for what he said. You know, they never attempted. They didn't even try answer. it. Yeah, and they ignored him to their own, uh, their own, uh, you know, demise. massive and, demise. And they they talked badly about talk radio, et cetera, et cetera. And then they tried it, 
and none of them yeah. could ever succeed. <laughs> oh, remember those efforts? Yeah. Those cute little efforts at left yeah. wing talk radio? Yeah. Oh, it's it's kind of like, it's nice because it's kind of like they look at us like, oh, look at that cute little Christian movie. Oh, they're That's out right. there making another movie. Yeah. Isn't that neat? And, you know, the Great Testament, of course, the reason they hated him so much is he was just so damn effective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you see that. I mean, this is conservative media does really well when it comes to open markets. As we just said, you know, Ted Cruz and Michael Knowles, the number one podcast in America with the verdict. I mean, like, when there is an open playing, open rules, free market, you see conservative stuff rises to the top often. It's when it's like right. the studio system, and it's a lot harder to get things made. But that is even turning around now with technology and capitalism. So he is also a... Uh, you know, like I, I look at uh, I look at Steve Jobs, and um, and I think here's a guy who got out of college because he knew. Rush is a guy who I don't know if he if he chose or just couldn't afford. I was a guy who couldn't afford college until I was thirty. I had to pay for it myself, um, and uh, Rush was also a disc jockey. And he's always hammered by the left for those two things. But those two things made him effective. He's a good entertainer. Mm -hmm. To be a disc jockey, at least in the old days, you had to be smart and you had to uh, be able to think on your feet and move quickly, um, which nobody in television has that. Mm -hmm. Nobody, and they can't teach that. The other thing is, is that because he wasn't taught what to think, he thinks differently. Right. You know, there's this line we were talking about, Gandhi-esque statements before. There's this line from Chesterton said, the angels can fly because they can take themselves lightly. There's nothing dignified about boring your audience to death. And you talk about the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. If you can uh, bring these ideas to life out of this rigid, desiccated university structure, that's that's a wonderful thing. And obviously it has a major cultural impact. All right. Michael, is your podcast... Is it over now that the impeachment is over tomorrow? We are insisting on keeping this thing going because it's just too much fun. And obviously, the senator hates sleeping. So I guess we're you living here in Washington. Are you commuting back and forth every day that goes by in my hotel? I I start to wonder that question more and more. (laughs) We're going to be heading back to L.A. pretty soon. But but we we would like to keep the show going Uh, if we can. Obviously, the senator is a little busier than I am. Yeah. But it's uh, we we didn't expect it to have the impact it has. We didn't expect it to hit number one. So what do you expect to uh, from the president? tonight is he going to say anything about impeachment if the vote had happened today or yesterday it would have been the (laughs) wildest state of the union in american history but because of who president trump is it might still be anyway yes yes (laughs) yes all right thank you so much michael appreciate it all right back in just a second uh stand by We have uh, Nigel Farage coming up in just a few minutes. I had dinner with Nigel last night. It was on a plane, and I saw Louis Gohmert, and he said, Hey, you should have dinner. You want to have dinner with Nigel Farage? And I said, Sure. Okay. So (laughs) we. all the time. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. spent uh, uh, a couple of hours, and it was good because other people were buying him drinks, and I was just looking at everybody, keep him flowing. I'm pumping him for information. (laughs) Keep him flowing. Uh, but uh, he's still alive after Brexit. I thought everyone was going to die. No, no. And you know what? They they actually said at one point 
that people would die from, and I'm not making this up, super gonorrhea if Brexit happened. <laughs> super mega gonorrhea? Super, it was just super gonorrhea. Okay. And uh, so far, he does not have it. <laughs> That's uh, good for at least him. that he would admit to last mm-hmm. night. So we'll talk to Nigel Farage, be in our studios here in Washington, D.C. here in uh, in just a minute. Our sponsor is Relief Factor. Relief Factor, if you are in pain, just try this, please. Just try this. I know you're like, oh, you know, it's a natural thing. And Glenn Beck on the radio is talking about it. I'm like, my doctor's never heard about it. Because they're not, they're not sending stuff to your doctor in the first place. Uh, you know, they're not a big pharmaceutical company. This is a natural remedy that actually reduces the inflammation in your body. And it works. The people who are talking about this are the people who have tried it. Please get your life back. Do the things that you want to do. Get out of pain. Try Relief Factor. It's worked for me. I take it three times a day. I've taken it three times a day for the last two years. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. ReliefFactor.com. Order the three-week quick start, 800-583-84. That's 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, let's start with the count. We have a uh, we have a microphone. Um, thanks to the uh, Steve Dace program, who's going to be on um, immediately following this program on Blaze TV and radio. Um, we have a microphone now where they are actually going over the counts uh, in Iowa. Can we just open One, that up and see what's two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, so. nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, yeah, so, 14. So they're still counting. Those uh, are all right. And what? Those are all right. Right. And they've got job. the experts in uh, to uh, <laughs> to do it. So uh, the, Iowa has uh, released a statement. Mm. This is from the Iowa Democratic Party. Yeah. It says it plans to re- release caucus results as soon as possible. Okay. So had that's that great. one. I, I mean, I... I had that one at 8 o'clock last night. I was night. worried that they were going to think, you know what? These are possible to release, but let's hold on to them for a while. Yeah. And yeah. no, yeah. as soon as possible. So is that an urgent message from the Democrats? That's, a, that's uh, legitimately a major announcement they just made. Right. They said they, they determined it was due to a coding issue in the reporting system. Ah. The issue was identified and fixed. Right. The application's reporting issue did not impact the ability of precinct chairs to report data accurately. It took longer than expected. They are admitting mm. now, which is even if I've never seen them be so transparent <laughs> um, as part of our investigation, we determined that with certainty, the underlying data collected via the app was sound. So they say they have the right results. What they don't say is uh, what they are. <laughs> they, they know they're right. They just don't know what they are. It doesn't make sense. It really I mean, uh, how how do you how do you say you have three systems? No, no, don't worry about it. There's no problem. We have three systems. We're taking photographs of everything, uh-huh. and uh, we're counting and we're recording it by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, and we're doing the app. Yeah, well, they, they, one of the big things they 
decided, uh, and this has been something that's been spread around a lot of people who are experts on on these things, mm-hmm. is uh, they when they put in the digital mm-hmm. voting systems to cure the hanging and shad system mm-hmm. from back in the day and spent tons and tons of money, they put in these systems but then didn't have any sort of paper backup. So they would go and they would not know if votes were being changed in the digital process. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So... Uh, this was supposed to solve that problem, and now they can't even get us the results. It really is incredible. I mean, I, I, the incompetence. You know, I mean, they, when they I were asked to run a country, and they can't get their stupid caucus right, it's incredible. They, it, we really, these are a bunch of people standing in a room where their main job is to tell us how many people voted for who. This is not a process that should take more than a few minutes in the year 2020. And what's crazy is the the conspiracies are coming from the left. The conspiracies are coming from, Mm -hmm. look at, see, they're throwing the election. Well, wait, so then why would you want an even more powerful party or or, uh, uh, government? You already know that people go corrupt. Yeah. Why would you remove all of the things that, prevent corruption why would you add more people into it and 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 central plan everything when you can see the corruption that happens with people yeah i mean why give them more power we realize how this stuff works out and it happens every single time with them uh you know the obamacare website's a good example of this too i mean how much money did they dump into that thing and they couldn't even get it started millions i mean it was a complete and utter disaster and this happens over and over and over again and what do they do they come back and say, number one, the only way we can solve this is for you to give us more power. And then number two, without any irony at all, they explain to us that the system that they passed to fix health care now needs to be completely overturned because it's a piece of crap and everyone's dying. And you need to give us more power so we can do the new thing that we want to do that this time it's really going to work. So here's what's crazy about this is uh, it, they were, it was not like they were overwhelmed by people. The Iowa Democratic Caucus failed to reach the record turnout levels of 2008 when President Obama soared to victory. Well, who was expecting that? Who was expecting that? Um, I mean, you know that no one is happy with any of the of the supporters, but it shows that it's not only that they're not happy with the candidates that are running, it shows that. Even the candidates that are running, they don't really have a passionate base. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, it's it's all up to um, Bernie Sanders now is the one with the passion. It really is. He, by the way, they, they did that unreleased poll as well um, that did not come out in, in the Des Moines Register. And I don't yeah. know if we talked about that. But it had Sanders at 22, Warren 18, Buttigieg 16, Biden 13. Biden is over. It does seem like it's uh, tanking at the moment. is over. I mean, he's still got a firewall in theory in, in South Carolina, but he loses those th- first three states. That's not going to be a firewall anymore. I mean, he needs to do something. Well, it is a firewall. He's just on the wrong side of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, help! Let me in! I'm on fire! Help! Help! You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, New Year deserves a new pair of Decovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort 
that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up any room they're in, and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus, free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. So how do you think uh, Joe Biden's feeling today? You can tell by the way he's talking. He's not feeling good. Yeah. He does not think he did very well. I think he. I think that makes him happy. I'm not sure he <laughs> wanted to win. No. No, the last couple of weeks he's like, look, let me show you my CAT scan. I am not a healthy guy. We really need a good, strong vice president. Yeah, no, he's had a few weird moments yeah. telling voters not to vote for him. Yeah, and it, and it seemed to work. His campaign of they vote look- for someone else <laughs> seems to be working. So he is influential yeah, after all. He really is. Uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, final hour of the uh, radio broadcast, uh, we have uh, uh, Nigel Farage on with us who gave this incredible speech uh, last week in the EU saying, you know, see you later <laughs> in a very nice way and was was silenced, if I'm not mistaken, by the, uh, I don't know, the speaker or whatever the hell they have is in charge. She was Irish and... Um, I thought that was part of Great Britain, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> she did not like the British flag. Uh, she did not like uh, what uh, Nigel had to say. We'll talk to him coming up in just a second from our studios here in Washington D.C. Well, apparently CNN was right last week when they said that people in the middle of the country can't count. Except they were Democrats that couldn't count. Uh, The Iowa caucus, we still have nothing but zeros. And I mean that numerically, but also as candidates as well. Um, We are following it. They just came out and said the DNC understands this is a problem, but we want you to know. We're going to come out with those numbers as soon as we can. Oh, okay. Well, no rush. Take your time. Get into a little bit of that also. Uh, Nigel Farage is with us. The guy who stood up in the uh, the EU 20 years ago and said, this is ridiculous. I want to abolish this whole system. And it's because of him that... English, the English now, and the Great Britain is free of the EU, or at least they're on that road. And you, of course, know this because economically the world has just gone into a giant sinkhole over the last couple of days, <laughs> and everyone has super gonorrhea. We'll talk to him coming up in one minute. This is the Glenbeck Program. 
So on the list of conversations you don't want to have, there's religious religion, there's politics. Those are uncomfortable topics. But way, way lower on the list is talking about ED. It's embarrassing, and nobody wants to talk about it, uh, especially guys. Uh, no, no interest in this whatsoever. It's an uncomfortable subject, and most men don't want to talk about it at all. Fortunately, there is Roman. With Roman, you can get free on, uh, free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman's going to ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Very, very easy, straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, go to GetRoman.com slash Beck and complete an online visit. It used to be tough to tackle, but now Roman is here, and it's going to be easy. An online visit today, connect with the doctor, and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Beck. Nigel Farage, uh, formerly with the EU. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Good morning. Yes, I was made redundant. Yes. At, at 11 o'clock yeah. last Friday <laughs> evening, uh, I was the turkey that kept on voting for Christmas. Right, yeah. So I'm unemployed. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. great. <laughs> yeah. So your speech last week was absolutely tremendous. Uh, it... Uh, I have likened it to a shot heard around the world. Um, All of our um, governments, it seems, in the West have this flu, this pandemic of not listening to the people. Mm. The people will vote. The people will speak. They'll get in. The politicians will say one thing, but they'll do another. You guys actually broke the back of two systems, the corrupt system in England, that was all the politicians that were just playing that game, and the EU. Yes. I mean, firstly, you know, if you look at, I can take broadcasting for argument's sake, the dominance of the BBC, mm. our state broadcaster, which we have to pay £150 every year to have, uh, and they were, they've always been wall-to-wall pro the globalist yeah, yeah, project. Yeah. Um, and as you say, literally a handful of exceptions in the whole of the House of Commons in Westminster. They were all pro-EU. It kind of makes the referendum result in 2016 almost a miracle. Mm -hmm. Because we don't don't understand this here in America. Um, You know, we're talking about Rush Limbaugh uh, now being very ill. And you don't have that. You don't have talk radio. You, You can't say the things that I can say. So there's there's no rallying uh, cry except that individual voice that happens to break through and somebody covers. Yeah, I mean, for me, what made it for me was my speeches in the EU Parliament 10 years ago. And sure, the BBC wouldn't cover anything I ever said or did, but YouTube came along. Yeah. So suddenly, suddenly, I was doing stuff and saying stuff and beginning to reach big audiences through YouTube. And, you know, once you've got several million views, then the BBC are kind of forced to give you a platform of some kind. So that, for me, was what made it. We would never, ever have achieved Brexit if it hadn't been for the growth of the Internet. Um, And we, you know, we won that referendum, but it's taken us three and a half years to get delivery on it because we've had former prime ministers, we've had businesses, politicians, literally saying that the result wasn't valid that the Russians interfered or we hypnotised right, everybody. Right, or, right. But in the end, we got there, and 
I tell you what is significant. I was talking yesterday to Tony Abbott, the former Australian Prime Minister, and a big political thinker, and he says Brexit is the biggest geopolitical change since the fall of the Berlin Wall. Agreed. And I think we've dealt an absolutely fatal hammer blow to the globalist project. And I, you know, I've always wanted my country to be outside the EU because I think we should be an independent, self-governing democracy. But uh, I'm not finished yet because I want to bring down the entire EU project. So now here's the here's the issue. Um, we're seeing this with with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a hand grenade. You're a hand grenade. Mm. Um, and that hand grenade goes off. And it's not like nobody in the media in Great Britain, nobody in the EU, correct me if I'm wrong, is is going to take the time to go, you know what? I mean, England, they were such good partners. We lost them. What were we doing wrong? They're not doing that. They're, no. they're doubling down. In fact, they, yeah, their conclusion, and, and that debate that I was in last week that you talked about, and, until they kicked me out, yeah. uh, but I've been kicked out of better places right. than that. It's fine. <laughs> right. uh, but it was interesting. In that debate, speakers were saying, well, with Brexit, you know, what do we do to stop other countries leaving? And their conclusion is more centralization. Their conclusion is more bureaucracy. They just don't get it. They're not listening to ordinary folk. And I'll tell you something. You know, we could go right now into outside Paris, into rural France, and we would have a conversation with French people very much along the lines that you and I mm -hmm, are now. Mm -hmm. And, and at, at the end of the day, you know, people want to live in a nation state. They want to have a flag. They want to have an identity. They've got their own you know, culture. And, and I'm all for, you know, Europe where we cooperate with each other, we're friendly with each other, we're next-door neighbours with each other. But the idea that we're going to abolish the great ancient states of Europe and hand all this power to these people in Brussels, it's never, ever going to work. And uh, the, sooner it's, the, the, sooner, the sooner it's ended, the better. So how do you get the elites... I mean, uh, you know, this is this is why there are revolutions and mm. why France had guillotines, mm -hmm. because... They just don't get it. They think they're above you. Um, nothing's going to change their minds. Uh, the people are revolting. Yes, they are. Very aren't revolting. They? They're yes, very course, revolting. Absolutely repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They're deplorable. Um, and so, how do you how how do you see this continuing without real revolution? Well. It's very interesting that the British have been through a revolution, but, but, but it's been a relatively peaceful very peaceful. revolution. For nearly half a century, the Conservative Party were the key proponents and supporters of the European project, despite the fact their voters weren't, mm -hmm. but they were. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. I came along and challenged you know, their assumptions. I, I mean, the reason David Cameron offered us a referendum was I was eating into his vote in a very dramatic way. Uh, then last year... Then last year, over three years, no Brexit, a weak Prime Minister and Mrs May, and we had to fight a European election. And I, I formed a brand new party, the Brexit Party. We won the election. The Conservative Party got less than 10% of the vote in a national election. And they looked into the mirror and they said, either we become Nigel Farage or we're finished. So what's happened is the Conservative Party are now saying all of the right things, and that's, that's the but shape of the are revolution. They? Well... Because that's, a, that's, well, that's what well, we have. Well, They'll say well, a well, lot of stuff. Yeah, they're saying the right things. But actually, do you know what? I think there is a fundamental sea change has now occurred in British politics. I think they realize that if they try to betray the promises they've made again, they are electorally going to be finished. So I think, 
I think we've got this to the right place now. And, and, and even, even Tony Blair, you know, who is a, a ghastly globalist, even Tony Blair said on Friday, look, we have to accept it and try and make the best yeah, of it. Yeah, well, Bill Clinton also said the era of big government is over. Maybe I'm being too trusting. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but hey, look, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking to you in the sort of uh, still euphoria yeah, yeah, yeah. of being in Parliament Square so why on Friday is, night. For people who don't understand, why is uh, why is the EU so evil? Why is it so bad? It's the globalist project, all right? The EU is the epicenter of the globalist project, and there are many in America in the Democrats who, who of course, I mean, had Hillary won last time. Mm-hmm. She was all for tying America closely into the European mm-hmm. single market. What it's about, it's about literally the abolition of nation-state democracies and its replacement with supranational government, government at a, at a higher level where the big decisions are made by people that you can't vote for and you can't remove. And guess who supports this? The giant multinational businesses. They love it because the more bureaucratic, the more rules and regulations, the harder it is for small and medium-sized competitors to come along. So it's kind of what the EU has done. It's destroyed capitalism. It's replaced it with this new form of corporatism where big business, big banks, big politics operate hand in glove to their own benefit and to the distress of virtually everybody else. And they've, they've kind of they've virtually purchased the political class across Europe. But I think now... Now that Brexit's happened, and sure, there are more debates to be had about the shape of trade deals and whatever, <clears throat> but I now think there's going to be a conversation happening in every European country. Mm-hmm. You know, why did the British leave? And once, once they understand the logic of that position, um, I think we can get back to the nation-state, uh, you know, being the building block. So do you see anybody on, in the media or in politics that is starting to wake up anywhere? Well, I think the Italians. I mean, you know, the Italians, it, it, I mean, they're, of course, quite a volatile people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't I, get them together I, with I, the Germans. I mean, I love them, but they're <laughs> right. But I think, you know, Italy was taken into a currency called the euro mm-hmm. 20 years ago. It's basically the Deutschmark. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, this is a German currency. Right. It hasn't suited Italy. You've got a country there now where there's been zero growth for 20 years. I mean, whole parts of the north of Italy, which in the 1990s, when I was in business, I would visit, and they were vibrant manufacturing cities. It's gone. It's dead. And I think there comes a point where the Italians, and they're beginning to have this conversation. There's a, there's a guy called Matteo Salvini, you know, who's a very prominent politician in Italy. And I think there comes a point where the Italians say, you know what, this is, this is hurting us. We can't go on with this. You've got countries like Poland and Hungary, <coughs> countries who only 30 years ago got out from the Soviet Union, yeah. got out from Moscow, telling right. them what they couldn't... And now what have they got? They've now got Brussels telling them what they can and can't do. Uh, you know, and, and, and just think of it. I mean, how can Germany and Greece be in the same country together? They're right. culturally so far apart. And I, you know, I'm not anti-European. I love Europe. I love the diversity of Europe, the, you know, the, the mix of all the but different cultures. But that's what they're getting rid of, But they're the trying, diversity. They're trying to homogenize us. Yes. They're trying to harmonize us. They're trying to pasteurize us. You know, they're trying to create a new European people, and that's why they've got a flag. It's why they've got an anthem. It's why they want an army. And, and, and there are many, there are many, particularly sort of Trotskyites, who see the European Union as being the, as being the prototype for one global government. 
That's what the globalist project's all about. And I, and, I, and I do believe that Brexit is the first real kickback against it, and it's the beginning of the end. All right, so I want to talk about that globally here with Nigel Farage. Uh, some more here in one minute. Stand by. Give me 60 seconds. And let me tell you about uh, Valentine's Day. Tip for you, not all rose bouquets are created equal. Do you guys have Valentine's Day? We certainly do. You do. You hate it as much as... <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a made-up holiday. I, I, I think it's a rather false invention. And yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. think uh, love, love either comes naturally. You can't force it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you don't get something, at least a card, you're doomed. You're doomed. Trust me. I've had two wives. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, head over to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers has some of the biggest and brightest roses, prices uh, that are really great right now. Uh, and if you order early, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for twenty nine ninety nine, or you can double it to 36 for just $20 more. But you better hurry because the offer expires today. So get it today. All you need to do is tell them when to deliver. They'll take care of everything else for you. Roses or anything that is special for the one that you love for Valentine's Day, you'll find it all at 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-Flowers.com. Again, 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley, $29.99, or double the roses, $20 more, 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the icon, enter the promo code BECK, and save. It ends today. All right, we pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So you guys go through uh, prime ministers like I go through Cinnabons. I mean, it's ridiculous how how often you seem to be going through them. It didn't used to be like that, but that is what that is what the European debate has done. I mean, I mean, arguably, I've personally got rid of two prime ministers. <laughs> I mean, Mrs. May resigned last year the day after the European elections, mm -hmm. you know, because we'd smashed her. She mm -hmm. went, mm -hmm. and Cameron resigned because I forced him to call a referendum, mm -hmm. which he lost. So, yeah, it's been a... I mean, we have had, in five years in the UK, we've had a major national referendum and three general elections. Nothing like it has ever been seen before. And the reason is this. The referendum, we were promised, however we voted it would be delivered. The will of the people would be respected. But was it hell? <laughs> was it hell? And mm -hmm. what you've seen, basically, is the establishment trying their best not to deliver Brexit, mm -hmm. but then in the end being forced to do so. So you get rid of the prime ministers, but you you also got rid of one of my favorite guys, the guy who was just like, order, order. Who was that guy? He was great. Yeah, thank goodness he's gone. Uh, <laughs> he, he may have been entertaining to yeah. an American public. No, to but, Americans, but, that but, was great. But believe you me, he was using every trick in the book to try and stop Brexit from happening. So, What was his role? Well, the Speaker of the Parliament... I mean, he has the casting vote if, 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 mm -hmm. if there was a tie. His job is to decide what the order of business. Okay, so it's like our Speaker of the House. Absolutely. Yeah, and, okay. and, but, but, but normally, legislation can only be tabled by the government. But he allowed just backbench members of Parliament to table legislation, all of it designed to stop Brexit from happening mm. and to force us into having a second referendum. So, so what I'm, was it? I'm very pleased he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> what was it like uh, at 11 o'clock... 
last Friday. Just amazing. I was in, I'd booked Parliament Square for the event. We had 100,000 people come, um, despite the fact it was late at night. Uh, they'd all dressed up. I think every eccentric in England had turned up. Uh, people dressed up as Winston Churchill and Judy uh, and Jack Flags. And, uh, and yeah, we had the big countdown, and suddenly 11 o'clock was there. And, and for me, I mean, this has been 27 years. I've campaigned for this for 27 years, over 20 years in the EU Parliament. Uh, and it was just uh, the most extraordinary feeling. And, and whilst there is still work to do, We've broken the back of this. We've passed the point of no return. We are never going back into that globalist mm-hmm. project. So, yeah, euphoria. Um, I have to say euphoria. And from those on the other side of the argument, uh, most of them actually accept now that it's happened, finally, mm-hmm. three and a half years on. Well, we have three and a half years with Donald Trump, and half the country doesn't accept it, just will not accept it. But it's the same game. Yeah, it's the it same is. game. I mean, what you've had here since Trump was elected is the attempt to delegitimize the election of the president. You know, mm-hmm. again, you've had the same Russian conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. Um, and, and, yeah, some who simply cannot accept Trump as a human being, we've had the same with Brexit. But I think now, now, those that now think, oh, gosh, we should rejoin the European Union, will begin to look like members of the Flat Earth Society. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think we're through the worst of it now, but it took a long time. So... Uh, Boris Johnson mm. compared a lot to Donald Trump. Tell me the difference. Oh, look, Boris is a metro liberal. I mean, he is very much on the left of the British Conservative Party. In the past, he's talked about huge amnesties for illegal immigrants. I mean, Boris is not Donald Trump. But Boris, whether through conviction or whether through opportunism, I don't know. But Boris came down... In 16, when the referendum was coming down Matraxidus, Boris decided to join the Leave campaign. And it was very, very important that he did. You know, he, you know he's got a constituency of people that mm-hmm. support him. He's also rather good fun, which, which not enough politicians are. And Boris now is utterly committed. You know, he's promised the British people he's going to deliver a, pro- you know, a proper break from the European Union. And if he doesn't deliver it his reputation will fall off a cliff in the same way that Theresa Mays did. So, as I say, whether it's through conviction, whether it's through political pragmatism, he is now utterly committed to this. And, hey, we've got a prime minister saying the right thing. So let me just stir this up a bit because uh, the guy who um, is is my right hand is from Scotland Mm -hmm. uh, and proudly Scottish. And... uh, Let's just say the queen isn't necessarily, the royal family, not necessarily his favorite thing. And they've been trying to break free forever from... Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but it's, this is all false. This is all false. Is um, it? I've got, I've got, there, I, because I've, the, I've got to mind my language here. <laughs> this is, the, look, look, the Scottish National Party mm. say... Swept. Say we should, we should leave the United Kingdom, right. but join the European Union. That's not independence. You can't be an independent country if you govern from Brussels. It's a totally false prospectus. <laughs> and I tell you what, the one thing Boris needs to do, if he gets back our fishing rights and gives Scotland 200 miles of the North Sea that's theirs, it'll be the end of a separatist argument. That'd be great. That'd be great. Are you going to the State of the Union tonight? Yes, I certainly am. Oh, good. I will see you Splendid. there in, in, the, you. Uh, in the House chamber. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nigel Farage. Um, former member of the EU Parliament. Back in just a minute.
Thanks very much. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So it turns out that this uh, coronavirus is uh, real, and they're talking now about China quarantining the entire country. They just did another city. They're saying, oh, no, it's it's uh, getting smaller now. You just did another 5 million people this morning, and they're talking about quarantining, you know, just uh, one and a quarter billion uh, people. Uh, so it's great. What is this going to mean to your stocks? What is this going to mean to your money? If this is an actual global pandemic, nothing good. And that's why gold is going up. I want you to call Goldline right now. They're giving away a 99.999% uh, pure silver bullion, a coin that's three-quarter ounce coin, just for calling and having a conversation about your retirement portfolio and how to protect it. Please, I urge you to call right now. Sure, you get the, the silver coin for free. But the reason to do it is because you're responsible. And I want you to look at what is possible if this is a global pandemic and protect yourself at least with some of your money in precious metals. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. 866-GOLDLINE. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is the day after. You remember that special, the nuclear holocaust, the day after? Yeah, it's like that, except this is for Democratic politics. Um, <laughs> Iowa is an absolute mess. Meanwhile, in the closing arguments uh, yesterday from Adam Schiff, listen to what he had to say about Donald Trump. We Adam must Schiff claims say Trump will enough. Cheat. Enough. He has betrayed our national security, and he will do so again. He has compromised our elections, and he will do so again. You will not change him. You cannot constrain him. He is who he is. Truth matters little to him. What's right matters even less, and decency matters not at all. I do not ask you to convict him because truth or right or decency matters nothing to him, but because we have proven our case and it matters to you. Truth matters to you. Right matters to you. Does it? Because uh, a lot of those people are saying that men can have babies. So I'm not sure <laughs> that they're the ones to uh, go to the truth on. Um, but notice he just threw in that he's going to cheat in the next election. I love that. He's going to cheat in the next election. What evidence do you have to say that? And by the way, with Iowa going on, you might want to not use that <laughs> right now. It really is a central part of their argument, which is... We say we caught him before, and he's even do, he's even, doing it now. Yeah, he's doing it now. The reason why we can't just let people vote is because we know he's going to screw with this next election. Right. With it, which is just a guess. They're just saying it because they think he'll. It's like convincing you. We, we caught him once. That must mean he's doing it all the time. Now, first of all, you didn't catch him, and if you caught him with a big enough example, you could throw him out based on that. You know what they're saying is we know this isn't a big enough example, but believe me, if we caught him with this one, he's doing five more that are worse, and we don't know what they are. But you better throw him out before we find out. You know what's really frightening is that 
they have proven every step of the way in the last four years that whatever they accuse him of, they're, they're doing. They're guilty of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way they've gone off on he's going to cheat in the election, he's going to cheat in the election, he's going to manipulate the election. Are they? I mean, and how ridiculous is it? This is a party who, at the time they're making this argument, has a two-month, two-month-old app that has never been tested at the state level, given to them by a company called Shadow Inc. <laughs> I kid you not, the name of the company no, is no. Shadow Inc. And uh, we're supposed to be trusting them with our electoral future. That is a fascinating L- moment. Let me go to Kevin Ryan. Uh, Kevin is one of our writers, and uh, he's been out in Iowa. Kevin, what did you see last night? Uh, boy, talk about an embarrassing situation, by the way. Um, it was uh, it was a, a fascinating night. I started at the Klobuchar uh, event. It was supposed to be a celebration party. It was pretty somber when I first got there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she popped out. She came out first, as you guys know. And she was very yeah. happy. <laughs> she was so, like, surprisingly happy. Um, and then, uh, not too. You definitely far get the sense that these candidates her. have a good. You get the sense these candidates do have a, a clear picture of what they think happened in Iowa. You notice Klobuchar Definitely. was pretty happy. Um, you notice yep. Biden was really sad. You notice Buttigieg yep. was was pretty happy. Uh, I think they definitely have enough information yes. to get an indication as to where they stand, but yes. we still don't know where these you know the delegates actually land. I uh, I went to the Bernie uh, the Bernie watch party after uh, Klobuchar, so I got there right as he was speaking, and it it was very somber because there was very much like there had been a lot of chatter that okay this is this is Bernie's and then uh, you know Pete's going to be in right behind him and but yeah Biden was just completely from what we understand completely decimated in the whole thing like yeah you know, and they, they with, had there's yeah. several. Uh... Several reports uh, did the the thing where they went to an individual precinct and tried to line up, and, and just getting Biden to 15% to be a viable candidate was a huge problem. They couldn't get people over to the Biden side, so they were all distributing to Buttigieg and Klobuchar afterwards, and that's why they think, you know, this is the way this is going to turn out. I mean, it looks like this is a great help probably to Biden because I don't think the narrative coming out of Iowa is going to be all that positive for him. No, not at all. I, I spoke to some some caucusers for uh, from from all the candidates, but uh, specifically the ones for Biden, uh, they were pretty happy. They they said, okay, this is a good result for us. Maybe going into New Hampshire, you know, uh, the focus can be moving forward, and everybody will kind of forget about what happened in Iowa. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, what was the what did anybody that was part of the caucus that was a democrat were any of them saying i can't believe this we've worked so hard and this is screwed up because of the democratic party here in iowa i feel disenfranchised was was anybody actually saying those things on the ground uh, last night everyone was just confused uh and but there was also this this air of like well, of course this happened. I mean, uh, when I was here uh, for the state, the Iowa State Fair, the, a lot of the Bernie supporters I spoke with said, watch this next caucus. Uh, watch the caucuses. It's going to be very shady because it was shady in 2016, 
and the same thing's going to happen again. And that's, of course, coming from Bernie supporters who are kind of suspicious of the establishment. And um, so when I spoke to Bernie supporters last night, they said they were held that same spirit. Like they were not surprised, as surprised as everyone else was, at least. Mm. All right, Kevin, thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. Sounds good. Do you remember a week, a, new, a week of news like this, Glenn? I mean, you had the Sunday Super Bowl, Monday, Iowa. Then, of course, now that's dragging on. Tuesday, State of the Union. No, Iowa's still going. No, no. Monday, Rush Limbaugh oh, yeah. with, with late-stage lung cancer. Yeah, I mean, that's more of a, an outside development. But, I mean, these are just, like, planned news stories, right? Like, yeah. this whole week. Um, uh, Wednesday, uh, what was the other thing on Wednesday? Oh, the impeachment vote. Yeah. And then Thursday, you have this new special, right? That's right. G- that's coming on. That's going to be huge. And then Sunday are the authors. <laughs> and we're all wondering, what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Uh, it's uh, What is the special on this time? What is the... The the uh, special on is Thursday? This, is this the last this one of the, the Ukrainians? This is the last piece. This is the billion-dollar question. What happened to America's $1.8 billion? You are not going to like the answer. But it is one you must hear and one that I think uh, when Democrats hear, they're going to be disgusted by it. And, you know, we can we can we have to make one jump. Nothing is a nothing is a theory except the very last jump. And you'll understand why we don't have the evidence for that last jump. But we can track that money right to this last jump. And if you can come up, I think you deserve $1.8 billion if you can come up with somewhere else that that money went. (laughs) Um, But uh, we present this on Thursday. It's a don't miss. So tonight at 8 o'clock, we begin our live coverage, uh, starting with me of the State of the Union. Uh, I have a couple of guests for about 15 minutes. Then we throw it to, uh, uh, to Eric Bowling here in the studios here in Washington where we're broadcasting now. I'm going into the the house chamber and actually watching it from the inside because you see it from a whole different angle when you're actually in the chamber. Uh, last last year, I walked out with some real insight, and uh, quite honestly, I'm a little disappointed that the impeachment vote didn't happen before this because, oh man, I was waiting for marching bands and whatever. <laughs> oh, I totally think he's mentioning it tonight. It's, it's, do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's not going to lose the vote either way. You know, if so he's not going to get removed. Um, I, I mean, unless he, I can't even think of a way he would. But I, if, I'm, if I'm him, I mean, this is his biggest stage. He wants people to know that this is not real. Um, he'll get acquitted for it the next day. He's already been basically cleared of all the the Mueller report mm-hmm. stuff. He's he survived every one of these. I think he wants people to know it. I'll be very surprised if he just like just talks about how good the economy is, right? Like he's gonna he he can't. It's too much. It's been dominating his world for you know how many months. And imagine with all of the conspiracies going around on the left, not the right, the left mm-hmm. that are saying. Look at what they did. They threw that last Des Moines Register poll out. They threw the Des Moines Register right out the window and said, uh, no, there's a problem with that one. We now know that it showed Biden coming in fourth. It showed basically what we think we saw last night. Um, And so they threw that out. Now this is in trouble. Imagine what he could say. Oh, and so we want to. We want to learn from the Democrats on how to protect our election. 
<laughs> I mean, oh, it's gonna be fun. Oh, oh between I, I, he has to make it, at least a joke about how how inept they were with right. Iowa at the very least, and he's totally gonna mention impeachment. I think so. Wednesday we'll be back here with our our view of the impeachment. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the State of the Union. Then we're on to impeachment. The next day is the final piece uh, at 8 p.m. Please tell your friends it's free so you don't have to be a member of the Blaze. Tell them to watch it on the Blaze YouTube channel. Uh, you can also get it on our platform, Blaze TV, if you are a subscriber. And you get the – they're doing the code, right, uh, GB20 off? GB20 off. And then on Sunday, the only way to watch the Oscars is with Steven Crowder because they all oh, get dressed right. up. Yeah, they all get dressed up, and it is – hysterical they just have a little box in the corner and they just riff on everybody and it is really good really funny really funny do you ever remember a week in the news where the super bowl was so swallowed up by the other events i mean you know it's all the super bowl is it's the biggest event in 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 the world as far as sports goes i mean maybe there's some stupid soccer thing you can argue uh, which is not even a sport. Um, but uh, really, I mean, you know, between Kobe happening before it, mm. gosh, Rush Limbaugh, his announcement, all of these huge events lined up in one week. I don't think I've ever seen, which was a great game. I mean, it's basically swallowed up by everything else going on. We've come to the point where it's multiple massive news cycles per day. Per day we are there. Yeah, the only time I can think of the Super Bowl not being the big story I mean, it used to be for a week. Yeah, all the commercials. Week, yeah. And yeah, right. um, I think the last time was, it was maybe in the 90s when the Gulf War and, and the Super Bowl was less about the game and more about Whitney Houston, Houston yeah, mm-hmm. singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, and I remember right after 9-11 was the same type of thing where they yeah. really into it. had you 2 I believe, do it, uh, right. uh, do a presentation on it. Right. Um, uh, on 9-11 right but after. That's, but That's the only thing. But nothing yeah. like this. That no. was one huge news item. This is nonstop. I mean, you can't keep them straight. Uh, we, we sat with all of our guests today and said, okay, uh, we got to talk about impeachment. We have to talk about Iowa. Yeah. We have to talk about the last thing on anybody's mind was Super Bowl. Mm. And like you said, great game. Even but, yeah. me, I don't watch. Great game. Yeah. By the way, bring uh, Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. To a dot com to get the, did you get they're, the, they're coming in today for you to bring oh, over to the state it. of the union. And I would be handing those out like it's a, you know <laughs> it's a boy baby cigars tonight. <laughs> so you just look for people that might be on our side holding a Nancy Pelosi pin. I'm going to see if I can get one set right on her. Uh, little desk there where she's sitting next to the <laughs> vice president tonight. And she'll oh, be like, is that know. a Nancy Pelosi socks pen? <laughs> Michael, just look over. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Interest rates are close to a three-year low right now, which means... If you've been in a mortgage for three years or more, it's time to take a hard look at the data and see if a refi might be right for you. Nobody out there is better to help you with this than American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. This is a family-owned business. They're dedicated mortgage consultants. They're not in it for the bank. They're in it for you. And in the course of a 10-minute phone call, you're going to be able to find out if um, there's a chance for you to save a lot of money just by refinancing. Now, that's 
that's if you if you got a house and you got a new loan in 2018. If you got a new loan in 17, 16, 15, you really need to check this out because you're throwing hundreds, if not thousands of dollars away every single month. The interest rates are really low. The people that can help figure this out and really a 10 minute phone call is all it takes is American Financing. Call them now at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I love this. I love this. This just unbelievably self-unaware tweet last night from Jeremy Diamond. He wrote, without evidence, Trump, uh, top Trump campaign officials, including sons Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr., are sowing distrust in the American democratic process, suggesting that Democratic Iowa <laughs> caucuses are rigged. Wait, have you listened to yourself in the last three and a half years? That's all the Democrats have been saying about Donald Trump. That's no. the entire thing. He's not a legitimate president. He threw the other election. He was working with Ukrainians to throw the last one. He's working with them now to throw the next one. Russians. I believe the Russians was the accusation. Yeah, Russians, them. well, also, he was trying to get the Ukrainians to throw this one. Now this one's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, it is really a fascinating thing. Maybe we could ask the governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, uh, whether, yeah. you know, whether that's because that's they'll make the argument on that, too. Right. She actually won that election. They do this all the time. And do they not remember what a big deal they made about Donald Trump not respecting the election results yes. as he lost? The second he actually won, it just completely turned. And now they never respect election results when they lose. I, I, how can you wake up in the morning knowing you said part one of that? And come out and say part two. Because you can easily say to yourself, you're not Adam Schiff. Listen to what he said yesterday. Whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump, I'm quoting, Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support on the next election. Or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country. What? Unbelievable. Are you? That was in his closing argument. Unbelievable. It is insane. But we're here in the capital of insanity, Washington, D.C. We'll see you tonight, 8 o'clock.